Let me uh, get started here. First um, Samuel 13, verses 13 through 14 has Samuel exclaiming to Saul, how foolish he has been. You have not kept the command the Lord your God gave you. Had you kept it, the Lord would have established your kingdom over Israel forever. But in verse 14, he says, but now your kingdom must end. For the Lord has sought out a man after his own heart. The Lord already appointed him to be the leader of his people because you have not kept the Lord's command. And as the Lord gives utterance today, let me talk to you, if I can, from the title that fathers are men after God's own heart. Fathers are men after God's own heart. As I salute the good fathers around the world and my two fathers, my own daddy, who, who is a great man, has been deceased over 30 years now and it still hurts. And, and my father-in-law, who is still with me, uh, he's been with me for 35 years. I thank God for these two men. And I say, happy Father's Day and happy Father's Day to all good fathers out there. I hope there are some people who are saluting some good fathers uh, because I emphasize good fathers because as I talk about this subject, I want to ensure that we concentrate on the good things that our men are doing, not the bad boys and not those who are not doing as God would have us to do. So to be men after God's own heart, to be fathers after God's own heart, we need to search for and identify and accomplish good thing in our lives. So let us pray. God, we do thank you this morning for Father's Day, for fathers everywhere, because without fathers, there would be no life. There would be no no families, Father, because we have an integral part in the birth process. We have an integral part in the life of the family. And so, God, you set up a perfect way for men to be a part of this world. And you gave us the wherewithal to be in charge and do things according to your will. Now, God, some have been foolish and have not kept your commands. And so as I began to discuss this little part of Father's Day, God, we ask that you will, will teach us how to be better fathers, to teach us how to be better men, to be more men after your own heart. In Jesus' name, we do pray. And I say it in amen. So let me just talk a minute a little bit. What keeps a man, a, a father, from being a man or a father after God's own heart? I know that's a question that even some women are asking right now. Is it, is it the fact that he is a man or is it because he makes mistakes in his heart? No, it is it's because not either one of those. I submit to you today that it's because we men have a heart condition. 
What do you mean, Pastor Keith? I know Pastor I is probably asking me, what do you mean, a heart condition? Well, I'm glad you asked that it, 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 because it's a heart condition. Not, not like being sick, but it's a heart condition. Minister Swan is not like being frail and, uh, uh, and, and sickly. It, it's a heart condition. All right. It is because we have not maintained a heart like that of Christ. We have too many who are not maintaining the heart of Christ. So in our text today, 1 Samuel 13, the whole chapter provides the background for our heart condition discussion this morning. You see, Saul was the first king of Israel, and he was father to Jonathan, and he was the leader of the Israelites for 42 years. And some people think having a president for four years is problematic. Well, how about 42 years? I hope I have some witnesses out there. Saul was followed by David because our text shows how God was displeased with the condition of Saul's heart regarding the things of God. He went contrary to God and God's will. And he did all kinds of things that were not what God would have wanted. These men, though, were both severely flawed, as all of us men are, but more so in their leadership ability. They were also interesting as fathers. They had some good traits and some bad ones. We all are like that. Amen, somebody. I'm just telling the truth. I ain't trying to sugarcoat it all. I'm just letting you know because I got faults just like anybody else. But in the text, it says that Saul was disobedient and he broke God's commandments with reckless abandon. He at one time, he, he had the right kind of heart, but after a while with his struggles, with his broken relationship with God, he was no longer God's man. He wasn't a man after God's own heart. In fact, men, as Tony Braxton would say, you got to unbreak your heart and restore your relationship with God and his commandments and restore a clean and right condition in your heart for the Lord. So how, how, how does Saul lose his title, Pastor I, as a man after God's own heart? How did he come up with the wrong kind of heart condition? Well, the text says in 1 Samuel that God had given Saul specific instruction, just like he has done for our men today that he gave specific things for them to do. And he veered, he, he veered off of those instructions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had told Saul to wait at Gilgal for the arrival of the prophet Samuel, who would make sacrifices for him before the Lord and the people and provide additional instructions for the Lord. Saul's men were in a terrible place mm -hmm. because they were so terrified and hard-pressed at that time that they began to hide in caves and thickets and 
even behind rocks and in pits because they were in war against the Philistines. And the Israelites were terrified because the Philistines were a massive army. They had assembled 3,000 chariots with 6,000 charioteers. And they had a host of soldiers. The Bible says that those soldiers were as numerous as the sand on the seashore. Ah, oh, you're talking about people everywhere, fighting men everywhere. Because mm -hmm. can you imagine all the grains of sand that are on the seashore? And all this to fight against only 3,000 Israelis. 2,000 of those were with Saul, and, and Jonathan had taken 1,000 to fight in another location. So it looks like the odds are stacked against them. But, you know, Saul was supposed to have God on his side. He was supposed to be marching with God. And so it doesn't matter when you got God, you are a majority. You can survive. You can win the war. Yeah, and yeah. so he wanted God to be his, his main thing, his, his leader. But Saul messed it up. Mm. After 42 years of ruling as king, wow. he lost his way. Mm. He got arrogant and he failed to follow God's instructions. He had the wrong kind of heart condition. Mm. People of God, men of God, we've got to make sure we got the right heart condition. That we are men of God after after God's own heart, and that we don't lose it and get arrogant. We we decide, you know, once we get that new car, that new house, that new woman, that whatever it is that we were trying to get, now we're so good we don't need God. We got to get away from that kind of a thing. We got to begin to praise God even more because it was through Him that we received it. We received it from God. And so, so men, we got to get the right heart condition. And, and so now, 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 let me not forget uh, Saul uh, and then how he was replaced okay. by none other than David. David was noted as a good man. However, he was severely flawed as well. David, though anointed as the next king, struggled with his sins of adultery. He saw Bathsheba, and he just had to have her. And Bathsheba was already married to another man. So here he is, a man that God is looking at, who has struggled now with the adultery. And not only did he struggle with adultery, but he struggled with murder, killed somebody. We see that every day in the streets now as well. However, the difference between the two men lies in the fact that although prone to failure, David still earnestly sought to please God. Yeah. Amen, somebody that yeah. there's still yeah. Yeah. somebody who believes in God. Nowadays, we have folks who used to serve God and they used to know God, but but now they they need to come back like David did and earnestly still seek him. 
Because wise men, heart-filled men, will seek God. They will earnestly look for him and try to positively affect their heart condition. As a result of all of this, no matter what he had done, he re continually returned to his trust in God. Men of God, that is what made the difference. Seeking God in the midst of our faults and failures. We got to continue to seek him. You see, David was more concerned about his heart condition than Saul was. Uh -huh. David was able to experience God's faithfulness and help others experience the same. Mm -hmm. It has been said that those who have experienced God's faithfulness ought to express unwavering concern for those who have fallen, those who are prone to failure, which is all of us. Uh, and, and the awareness of God's grace brings humility in success. It also brings sympathy for those who have failed. And so unlike Saul, David exhibited these positive characteristics yeah, yeah. of a heart condition. Uh -huh. David was very bold, even since his youth. He had a deep prayer life, and he stubbornly searched for and relied on God's presence and counsel. Men of God, let me just ask you right now, what is your prayer life like? Even to the women of God out there, what is your prayer life like? Is it deep? Or, or are you continually seeking God? Mm -hmm. Do you know what to pray? How to pray? Mm -hmm. Are you praying? Is the question. And, and we know that David was far from perfect. Like I'm far from perfect. Like you're far from perfect. Mm -hmm. But we men must be like this flawed gentleman who captured the heart of God. Yeah, yeah. Having the right heart, uh, the right condition, uh, so that he could capture the heart of God. That is what is required, and that is what we must do. Even his name considers his heart condition. Because his name, David's name, means beloved of God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he remained intimate with God. We got to remain intimate with the Lord. We got to call him day and night. We got to look toward the hills from which cometh our help. When we get in trouble, we got to remain intimate with the Lord. And as it is Father's Day, and we consider how David, the youngest son of Jesse, looked toward his heavenly father for guidance. I implore you, Father. Today, get your hearts right yeah. in the eyesight of God. Oh get your hearts right. Get your hearts right. Because, see, David accomplished a lot of this through his, even through his uh, excellent poetry. This is where his prayer life was. His prayer life was in the Psalms. Mm -hmm. Even though he was an outstanding military man mm -hmm. and a celebrated musician. Yeah. Yeah. He developed his relationship with God through his excellently written poetry. For example, let me tell you, he says in Psalm 
He's going to forgive those things that are honest. And that's what we have to keep going with. Amen, somebody. So Charles Stanley says that David had the heart condition called Halt, H-A-L-T, because he was often hungry spiritually. He was often angry spiritually. He was often lonely spiritually, and he also was often tired. So let me just tell you a few things, fathers uh, and men, just a few things. There is something that I label called a heart blockage where there is too much anger in the system. Mm -hmm. And the heart gets blocked from happiness mm -hmm. and joy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We men see this all the time. Not only that, but when we have a heart blockage, we are prone to moments of weakness. Mm -hmm. And our spiritual blood does not flow all that well. Mm -hmm. Amen, somebody. My God. My second one is that we have heart where we don't live up to our obligations like child support or even our financial responsibilities or we don't love like we should in our homes and mainly we are spiritually incompetent. Somebody going to get that one later on. We men show spiritual incompetence daily and we are supposed to be the head and not the tail. We're supposed to be the ones who are doing the worshiping in church and leading how we should run the, the place of God. But then there is what I also would call the heart attack. That's where we have the problem that we, when we get that condition, we become nothing but thugs on the street. Thugs on the street. Doing nothing right in the eyesight of God. That's a heart attack condition. Yet no matter how angry, how empty, how idle or isolated we can uh, be, uh, and we must be like David and have a change yeah. of heart. Yeah, yeah. Totally and wholeheartedly giving our life to God. We must trust in the Lord. We must serve the Lord, and we must love him in our whole hearts. I hope you're hearing me today. I, I don't like the fuss, but every now and then, we've got to talk to our men because we're getting off track in this world. We must have a change of heart, fathers. We must have a change of heart, men. And even if you're not a father, you must have a change of heart. Fall in love with Jesus will be the best thing you've ever done. We, we need to have a change of heart because change of heart fathers are the ones that stay in prayer. They stay with God and they pray to God every day. Like Mahatma Gandhi once said, prayer is a daily admission of one's weaknesses, which means that we can ask God for forgiveness. He also says that it's better to pray to have a heart without words than words without a heart. Oh, yeah. I hope you got that one. The change of heart 
fathers are ones that conceive and believe. I'm not talking about helping to conceive children and, and all the sexual things that go along with our men's pride and prowess. I'm talking about whether these fathers will conceive godly thoughts and believe on godly things, not things of the world. This guy named Roy Bennett says that people in this category must believe in your heart that you are meant to live a life full of passion, purpose, magic, and miracles. Well, I don't know about the magic part, uh, but men after God's own, song, own heart certainly understand their purpose in God. Mm. They certainly are willing to watch God do miracles in their lives. Uh, they, 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 will, they, they, they like to make the, the right connections at the right time because God did it mm -hmm. or set it up in the right condition for miracles to happen because God did it. Yeah. They like to see God make a way out of no way. Wow. When they didn't know which way to turn, wow. they knew that they could turn to God and he'd make a way out of no way. Well, 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 these kind of men, they have a niche, not just an itch. And they might be trying to be rich, but it's not necessarily in money, mm -hmm. but in Jesus the Christ. Yes. I've heard it said that you are not rich until you have a rich heart. Men, get your rich heart today. Mm -hmm. Get your rich heart. Others are contagious and courageous. Not contagious like carrying a disease, but ready to bring others to Christ ready to show others yeah. the love of yeah. Christ. Yeah. And they're the courageous when they get in the heat of the battle because they know that Jesus is there with them. And perhaps what is most helpful to becoming men after God's own heart to me is uh, to hear David and his poetry and other, other things that he has written. Since the Bible is the inerrant word of God. God spoke through David so he could speak to us. So I wrote down some characteristics that I believe have come out of David's writing in the songs where he prayed and so that we can know that men after God's own heart can take these to heart. And then I will get out of here leave y'all to enjoy your men's day. The people that are men after God's own heart or fathers after God's own heart, they are reverent. He says in Psalm 18 and 3, I will call to the Lord who is worthy of praise and I am saved from my enemies. If they are not only reverent, but they are respectful. They, in Psalm 31 and 9, says, Be merciful to me, O Lord, for I am in distress. Anybody ever been in distress? My eyes grow weak and sorrow with sorrow, my soul and my body with grief. They're also trusting in. Because they say the Lord is my life and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? 
The Lord is a stronghold of my life. And for who shall I be afraid? Found in Psalm 27 and 1. They are devoted because it says, you have filled my heart with greater joy that when their grain and new wine abound. That's found in Psalm 4 and 7. These men are faithful because if you look at the popular Psalm 23, verse 6, it says, Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. They're faithful. They are obedient to God. They, and in, in Psalm 119 and 34, it says, Give me understanding, uh -huh. and I will keep your law and obey it with all my heart. You're talking about the words of David. And then he says they are repentant. It's in Psalm 25 and 11, it says, For the sake of your name, O Lord, forgive my iniquity. Though it is great. Oh, now that'll preach right by itself. You know, because iniquity is great in many a man. And so to you men today, I just wanted to just let you know somewhat that this is a message of uh, information so that we can learn more about how men and fathers are men after God's own heart. How did I come up with this? And I'll be done. One of my friends happened to be walking in the community and we began to start talking. And I kept thinking to myself, I have no idea what I'm going to preach on this coming Father's Day because Father's Day is a special day and you can always give nearly the same kind of message each and every Father's Day. But I was wearing my hat that we men had some years ago that says, men after God's own heart. And he began to talk to me. He began to talk more and more about the condition of our men. And he began to say, yeah, because we have to be men after God's own heart. So fathers, God put this in my spirit. And everywhere I turned, I began to see that men are, or something dealing with the heart condition was important. And so I spoke to you today for what I believe God has said. Get your heart right. Get in the right heart condition and become men and fathers after God's own heart. And the people of God said, Amen.